Hi everyone and welcome along to episode four of the Celtic View podcast. I'm Ryan Marr and as ever, I'm joined by our Celtic View editor, Paul Cuddehy. And Paul, we have got plenty to talk about in today's episode because it was a pretty good weekend for all three Celtic sides. Yeah, I'm actually wondering how long this episode actually <laughs> going to last. Record length, I know. Epic. <laughs> I think over the weekend there was 23 goals for, for all three teams, which we're, we're going to get into all of that, all of the action from the weekend and... Um, but first of all, Paul, it's quite an exciting week for the Celtic view as well because on Friday the next edition of the magazine comes out. That's right, yeah. Well, obviously from last season we just went to a quarterly and this is the first one of the new season. We decided just to, to wait because we knew we were in the Champions League this year. We thought it'd be a good time just to time it just ahead of of the first game. So it's perfect timing, the, the biggest of games to kick off the group stages. Yeah. So we have a, a preview of that. We've got reaction from Callum McGregor and the manager. We've also got an exclusive interview with the King of Kings himself, Henry Larson. Very exciting, yeah. Who knows a thing or two about winning the Champions League. In fact, he's one of three Champions League winners that we've got in the view. So he, we talk about him 25 years on from when he first signed. Uh, you caught up with Paul Lambert, who of course won the, the Champions League with Dortmund. And we also have an interview with our first team coach, Harry Kuehl, who won the Champions League with Liverpool, so there's, there's a real European theme to it as well, as well as uh, lots of other things that people can, can enjoy. Yeah, it's very exciting. So that will be in the Celtic stores from Friday. And keep up to date with the Celtic View social media accounts as well, because we'll be previewing to that all throughout the week. Now, let's get into the action. There is only one place to start. It's Dundee United nil, Celtic 9 on Sunday. I mean, it's just incredible to actually say those words out loud. I mean, did you see that coming at all? I know you've been saying for a while you'd expect us to, to really get at a team at one week, but 9-0, I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? Well, see, to be honest, I think a lot of Celtic fans, you know, the longer that, that this team's been playing the type of football that Ange Postacoglu wants us to play, I think a lot of Celtic fans have seen that, have seen this coming. I thought it would maybe be a game here at Celtic Park that we would just, you know, there'd be a team that we would, because we create so many chances, it'd just be one of those days where everything clicks into place you know so I, th- I, did, I do think it was coming it's, it's still slightly I mean it is amazing and you know it's a slight surprise when you, when you dominate a game and then even at the end of the game you're thinking it could have been about 13 or 14 oh, really because yeah. we had some you know real great chances missed a few even the one at the end where David Tumble's header for some remarkable reason spun back out the way instead of spinning into the net which would have made it 10 but we create so many chances. We play the, the game at such a high intensity that, that you know a team like Dundee United, who were going into that game fragile anyway, would have would have struggled to cope. And you know once the goal started coming in, you know it was just one way traffic. Yeah, I mean Dundee United obviously had a very very poor game, but that does not take away from our performance at all because it was just relentless. Yeah, and as I say, I think if you look even since the start of the season. We're still, you know, we're on the front foot, we're creating lots of chances and, you know, the manager's touched on it a couple of times in previous games that maybe the one thing we needed to do was be more clinical in front of goal because we are creating the chances and it all just fell into place at the weekend and, uh, I mean, that's the type of football, you know, the manager says he wants to play in a certain style because he knows it, it produces success but it's also the sort of football that you remember and I think a lot of Celtic, I've spoke to Celtic fans who, you know, this is... They're enjoying this football as much as they, they can ever remember. Mm. Do you think that's the best 90-minute performance we've seen so far under the manager? 
I don't know because it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult because there's different games and different times. What I th- what I think is really good actually was the fact we remained relentless. That yeah. you know there would have been a period, um, you know, and I think the manager said to you in his post match interview that you know maybe the, the team could have dropped off their intensity and maybe started doing things that they wouldn't normally do. But actually. As he said, they respected the, we respected the game because the game's all about winning. It's about scoring goals, and we kept doing that. And sometimes you see people commenting as if not not Celtic fans, but people saying that as if somehow the team should sort of ease off to avoid uh-huh. the humiliation. But this is football. It's not boxing where the referee calls time when it gets when it gets too one sided. So the whole point is to keep going, and I think that's that's the really encouraging thing about that team that they just kept going. They never stopped, and that. Part of that, I think, is the competition for places. So whoever's in, or whoever comes on, you know, they don't want to just start strong through the game. And I, I, for me, that was one of the, apart from the nine goals and the brilliant football, that was really impressive. I thought the attitude of the players. Yeah, I mean, not that I think it will come down to it, but the fact that they are so relentless is so important because we've seen it in the past. League titles have been decided by goal difference, and that could eventually be something at the end of the season you look back on. Not that I think it will, because I think we'll, we'll win it by a few more points than that anyway. But it's, it's so amazing to see because how many times in the past have you watched teams, I remember a game when we beat um, Hearts 7-0, I think it was maybe 2013, 2014, we're 5-0 up at half time and second half is just sort of going through the motions, you might get a goal or two. The fact we go in and get five goals, I mean, they were sprinting for corners, they were just sprinting for everything. It's just amazing to see a team so desperate to score goals. Yeah, I mean, and I think, I think sometimes if you talk to players, in the example you gave, I think that does happen because sometimes there's such an intensity and everything clicks mm-hmm. into place. It's hard to replicate that, especially after the break. But I think you can see the players are enjoying the football they're playing as well. And because, again, when you glance at the bench and it's so strong, and then I think even just you know any player that wants to get in thinks, well, I need to up my game. I need to be at the top of my game to get into this team because the standard is so high. And it just it was one of those days where just everything... You know, came off for us, but at the same time, if we were we were sitting here right now and it was thirteen now, you know, it'd have been amazing. I don't think MD could have said, "Well, that, that wasn't a fair reflection of a, of the performance." Yeah, and I mean, in terms of the record, that matched the highest margin of victory in the league's history, which again was nine 0 that we had against Aberdeen. It broke the record for the victory away from home, which I think was ours at eight one against Inverness as well. So just smashing records, equaling records. And as you said there, the, the players that are coming in, I think that was Abada's first league start of the season. He gets a hat-trick. Has, I mean, it's not actually going to go down as an assist for the first goal, but his pass through for Jota to, to lay that off as well. Just the performances of everybody that is coming in to the first team, it's just exceptional at the moment. Yeah, I, I must admit, at one point I was thinking, because obviously our record victory, is 11 now against yeah. the D in 1895 and, and you were starting to think especially when the ninth goal went in with 10 minutes to go you're thinking this this could be the new record so yeah. I mean that was phenomenal I think I think again I think it goes back to the the competition for places as you said Abada is maybe just had to bide his time when he's come on in the game he still makes an impact but you saw you know his what he brings to the team in terms of the goals, his awareness in and around the box, but also the way he links up the play as well. You know, he's providing assists as well as goals, so he's vital. But on both of those flanks, because that's where we're so dangerous, 
then there's so many players now that can cause problems. And then you've obviously got people like Kyogo, who's just phenomenal. Yeah. Before we get into the goal scorers, I just want to mention Joe Hart quickly as well, because obviously all the headlines are going to look at the number of goals we scored, the way that we're scored as well. But he was so vital in those opening couple of minutes to make that save and to be so brave to then get the rebounds, play with stop for a while. He got stitched up, or was it? Stapled, I think. Stapled up, was it? And then goes on and carries on. So I can a big word to Joe Hart as well in that performance and defensively as well because we're really solid. Yeah, I mean we were we were and as you, as you say, not that it would have changed the outcome of the game, or we'd have still won the game. Yeah, maybe nine one if you had to. <laughs> but yeah, I think and we've spoke about it before. I think that's what is so brilliant about Joe Hart is that he's always on, he's always alert, and like like all great Celtic goalkeepers, he's maybe only called upon once or twice, but when when he is. He, he always produces. The save was great, but as you say, just even, you know, as a goalkeeper, you just have to put yourself in the, in the line of fire and, mm-hmm. and take one for the team. But, I mean, thankfully, he was able to continue as well. So, yeah, uh, that was pleasing. Kyogo, he's just brilliant, isn't he? I mean, you don't really know what else to say about him at the moment. Everything he touches is turning into the goals. I think, I think what was really good yesterday was like different types of goals as well, that he, you know, maybe the... The first goal was, was brilliant just in terms of the, the way we passed through them, the United. It was like crisp, quick passing, Jota's ball into him and he just took the touch and just as he got it under control, he hit it and it was in the back of the net. The the goal where he hit it first time, I mean, that was just brilliant. And again, you could see that the, the United defence and the goalkeeper were just starting to get into position because the ball spun to him, but he, he didn't give them an opportunity because it, you know, it was just hit so perfectly. And then the last goal was probably more... Kyogo-esque in the fact that he's mm-hmm. just his movement's brilliant he just knows when to he's always playing either on the, the shoulder or even offside but then comes back onside and he's in there in the six yard box just to, to knock that one home and he it's kind of like similar to last season when he first came and you're thinking wow what a player and you wonder what he would have scored in the course of the season mm-hmm. if he hadn't got injured and he's he's on that roll again I mean that was this is you know, what's it, six goals in the last four games? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And he's just got that knack of a striker where I know a lot of people are obviously comparing him to, to Larson in his early days, which is obviously a big, massive comparison. But just the fact that when he gets in those positions, you just know he's going to score. You just you know he's not going to miss. The first goal, when he takes his touch, he's just controlling himself, he's taking his time, and he puts it into the corner. And he's just, you know, to have a player like that on that form going into the, the month we're going to be having coming up as well is really exciting because particularly in those European games, you know you might not get too many chances, but if you have someone like him up front who just needs one chance to score, you've got every chance. I also think as well, part of the reason he's, he's playing so well is that he just loves leading the post-match dance in front of the fans. So yeah. I think as long as, as long as he's scoring and he's the goal hero, then obviously he gets pushed <laughs> to the front. So... I mean, he absolutely loves that, and and again, I, th- I think always for for Celtic fans, especially younger fans, you need heroes, you need icons. You know, Henrik Larsson, obviously back in the day was that. But I think you, we've we're starting to get a few of them, like Kyogo. I think Jota is the same as well, and I think that's really important because then you kind of like especially younger fans really fall in love with the with the team, and you know, I think it's a real test for Kyogo because obviously when we play Real Madrid. It's a step up in quality, but again, I think you just get the feeling players like him 
the bigger the stage, the the more they, they thrive on it. So I, I'm really interested to see how he gets on. And mm-hmm. it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if he scores. Yeah. So the other man that got the headlines as well was, was Leah Labada, as we've sort of touched upon. It's his first start of the season, gets a hat-trick, gets an assist, has that other pass as well for the, for the opening goal. What's really striking about Abada, which we saw so many times last season, is the types of goals that he scores, where he's always darting into that back post, and a number of the goals that he scored on Sunday were exactly like that as well. I think it's incredible, the fact he's still only 20 years old, and the, the goals and assist record he has already at this club, is just frightening. Yeah, and I think he's the perfect example of, you know, he's maybe had to wait his, his turn to get a start. So he was, you know, he just makes the decision for the manager for Wednesday night and then Saturday really difficult because, you know, when Maeda's playing, you know, I absolutely love Maeda. I think he brings so much to the team. But then if he's not playing and, and Abada comes in and he's scoring the goals. And there was one of the goals where I think it was Middleton, the, the United player, he was standing beside Abada watching the ball whereas Abada was already anticipating it and then when Middleton realised all he did is he just kind of crouched down and pointed <laughs> towards his own defender who had his back to Abada anyway so he didn't know but it was obviously Middleton's fault that he left him but that's you know we, we saw it in the 3-0 game last season against Rangers the way that he just his times he runs perfectly when he comes inside the, the fullback and too many of them are watching the cross and not watching the man and, and he gets in front of them and he's really I mean he, he, as you say, the age he has, he just, the potential is phenomenal because, you know, for his first season and then the way he started this season, whenever he's got a chance, it's brilliant. Yeah, because there's a lot of wingers in, in football in this league who might be able to do a lot of nice skills and, and tricks but don't have that end product where they know exactly where the ball's going to be. That's a skill that a lot of the time you can't really teach a lot of people and he's, he's had it since the moment he's come into this club. And it's going to be so exciting to see what he can do in the rest of his Celtic career going forward. I also think for the, the guys on the left-hand side, so whether that's Greg Taylor or Jota or Maida, when they're playing the ball into the box, they're, they're doing it because they know Leila Bader's going to anticipate it and there's a real good chance if they get it in that six-yard box, he's going to be there or thereabouts. It was, as I said, go back to that goal he scored last season in the Derby game. Hatati played it into that area because he knew Abada is alert is kind of it's almost instinctive as if he kind of knows where to go he's not hugging the touchline he comes in it almost becomes another you know center forward and, and I, that's that's something that he's i think some of that is really instinctive but he's he's just continuing yeah. to develop and it's really good to see and it's worked on in training as well because so many of the goals are so similar and we saw that so many times last season as well so the fact that what they're doing in training is coming off in a match as well must be so rewarding for the players and for the manager as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, confidence just breeds more confidence. So I think it's definitely been beneficial, the fact that we've only been playing one game a week up till mm-hmm. now. I mean, obviously, come Wednesday night, Ross County away after that, I think it's just relentless right it up is, until, yeah. The, yeah. until the the break for the World Cup. So I think it's, it's allowed them in the early season to get the proper pre-season preparations and then spend the week working on a whole variety of things in preparation for one game and, and I think you saw the benefits of that at the weekend. It's getting me thinking 9-0 away from home, it has to be up there with some of the best away performance, if not the best away performance from, from a Celtic side. It was getting me thinking about other good away performances as well, I don't know if there any come to mind for you that, that might match that in terms of maybe a game you were at or, or one that you can remember. 
because clearly the, the, the Fermlin one was was the previous record, which was which is a really good one. I don't know if there's anything else that maybe comes to mind for you. Well, I mean, it's hard the the invincible treble season. It's hard to get past the five one at Highbrooks. That <laughs> yeah. was that was pretty special. Um, <laughs> in those games, when you when you went away from home, there are, are pretty good. I think that that same season the. Four three game, uh, Motherwell. Uh, Motherwell yep. Tom Rogic in the last seconds of the game. That that was pretty special as well. I think those ones, uh, just in, in recent years, kind of stand out for me. Yeah, I was trying to have a think back as well, and the Fermanagh one kind of stood out. Obviously, that had the record, but just for certain moments in it, I remember Maloney's. I don't know if you're calling it a bicycle kick, but the goal he scored. Neil Lennon got a goal as well, which was was a rarity. Um, but for me, I think in terms of a game I was at, maybe have to be just in terms of the atmosphere and the way the game finished, was the the game against Lazio mm. um, a few years yeah. ago. You know, I know you were there as well. But just for the way that that match just took its toll and scoring in the the ninety fifth minute, ninety fourth minute, whatever it was, I think that might have to be a highlight. But yesterday's going to Sunday's going to be up there for me as well because you were just sitting there and in, in awe, just thinking. A spell when you scored the 50th minute, the 55th minute, the 59th minute, and you're just thinking, every chance we have, we're scoring. So that's definitely going to live long in the memory, I think, for, for myself and for, for more Celtic fans. Why don't you sit back, enjoy the highlights from that 9-0 win over Dundee United. The women's team also had their own very, very impressive victory on Sunday, winning 8-0 away to Motherwell. Um, it's not the first time they've had a scoreline like that this season, winning 9-0 as well in the first game of the season at home to Hibs. Things seem to be going pretty well for the women's team at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, I think that result is kind of maybe further indication that I know very little about football because I was busy <laughs> saying in the last week's podcast that it was it was going to be a tough one because yeah. Motherwell had actually started the season quite well and I think they narrowly lost to Glasgow City and beat Hibs. But I think they just played a I wonder, because that game took place later in the day, and I'm sure the players would either have seen some of the, the game at Tannadice, or they would certainly been aware of the scoreline. I wonder if just as that's a wee extra incentive for them just to, to go out there and kind of try and match it and see what they can do. And it, you know, I think it was just for the whole game. And again, the, the goals are spread out throughout the team. And it's, it's been a really impressive start, actually, for fairly new team, they're still, you know, the core players there before that they've had to some players have left and players have come in. And so far it, it seems to be clicking into play. So to win eight 0 against as I say, a team who had started the season pretty well and probably went into that game thinking well, we'll the Yeah, it's been four games so far this season to start the league. Conceded zero goals and scored twenty three. Yeah, that that's going down as a as a good start for the for the team. And it's as you were talking about, the goals are getting sped out throughout the side as well. But one player who really has been firing so far this season is Clarissa Larissa, who got another two goals against Motherwell. She's kind of taken on that role as the number nine since Charlie Wellens has left. How impressed have you been with her this season? And she's she's got a call for the Canada squad as well, which is a real indication. Yeah, I mean, I think that's brilliant. I think it's I think it's brilliant for the club because it means then that you know what we're doing here and what the team are doing is is getting attention and and. You know, it's obviously from a personal point of view, it's brilliant for her that she's been called up to the, the national squad. But I think the very fact that they're there reigning the Olympic champions and they'll be gearing up for the World Cup, thinking that they've, they've got an outside chance. Certainly getting really far in that tournament. So for 
uh, Clarissa to get a call up to that. I think it's brilliant. It'll be a brilliant experience. And I think we spoke before, I think there was a couple of games, there was certainly some games when Charlie Welling didn't play last season where Fran Alonso did play her through the middle. And, you know, I think by her own indication, her own admission, that's her favourite position. Although she'll play wherever, you know, she's required. And I think you can see it this season. I think, you know, she's enjoying her football. She's scoring a lot of goals. I think she links up the play really well. And I think we spoke before about uh, Jacinta just playing behind, just off the main striker. They link up really well. Uh, Ashworth covered on the left-hand side is has been a great sign as well. And I say there's a lot of positivity there. And when you've got somebody who's full of confidence and scoring goals, um, so I mean it must have been a perfect week for for Clarissa Larissey to, to get the call up to the national Canadian national squad and then to get a couple of goals again in an 8-0 win. Yeah, it's still tight at the top of the table at the moment. Ourselves, Rangers and, and Glasgow City have all played four games, all won four games as well. But considering the start to the season so far for, for the Celtic team and the number of goals that they have scored, there must be real confidence in the team that this season they can challenge for that league title. I think so. I don't. I don't see any reason why not. And I'm sure. I'm sure that's what Fran Alonso has said to the mm. players that that's the target every year because, you know, you finish in the top two and it's you know the chance to, to play Champions League football. Those games, I think we mentioned it last week, the games against Glasgow City and Rangers will be key because I think those three, those two teams plus ourselves, are just a wee bit ahead of everyone else. And you know, I think we've we've had a fairly decent record in the derby uh, against Rangers, um, Glasgow City again, particularly in the cup. We've, we've taken yep. them. I think we just need to carry that into the league. And you know, you just never know. But as you say, the biggest thing is by the time that we play, and it's probably slightly unfortunate that there's now an international break in terms of the, the women's football because they've got a wee bit of momentum going. But if you get into these games full of confidence, that that's half the battle. Yeah, as you said, international break. For the women's team this weekend, so there'll be no matches for them. The B team, though, they were also playing on the weekend on Saturday. They got a 5-0 win over Dalbiti Star. I mean, 5-0 in comparison to the other scoreline today doesn't sound, <laughs> doesn't sound as big, but still a, a massive scoreline for the, for the B team, who seem to start to be kind of clicking into gear a little bit more. It comes off to the back of a 3-0 win over Livingston B last midweek end, sorry, last midweek in the SPFL Trust Trophy. So... Things really start to be clicking a little bit nicer for the B team. Yeah, I mean they they kind of start started the ball rolling at the weekend. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. I mean we scored all those goals across the three teams and didn't concede any, which is pretty impressive as well. I think you're right. I think again it's something we've touched on before that it just takes them a wee bit of time to get into the rhythm of the the season, and you can see that with the the results that have been building up. So it must be you know pleasing for Steve McManus and Darren D that you know the team are getting these. You know, positive results, and again, in terms of confidence, they can only build on that. The BT Star, to be fair, or not, I think they might be languishing at the bottom of the, yeah. the Lowland League table, but still have to beat them. But again, it just means when you get into games against the teams at the other end, there's a bit of confidence there. And I think the longer we're staying, we stay in that the SPL FL Trust mm -hmm. uh, Trophy, I think that also helps because you're going to be playing teams more than likely at a higher level. And I think the the draw is this week, so again we might have a really tough cup cup tie. That's brilliant for the players as well, and that can only help them in the league campaign. Yeah, it's been an impressive couple of performances from them, and it was great to see 
last game against Livingston being that SPFL Trust trophy. Adam Brooks came back, he'd been injured for, for around five weeks. Got a goal, got another goal as well on Saturday as well, leading the line. And it's, I think that's something maybe the team had missed at the start of the season, having that focal point and having that striker. But they seem to be playing with a lot of confidence and they've got a big week as well this week. They play uh, the University of Stirling on Wednesday at home. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned Adam Brooks there. I think his pace up front, I mean, he's, he's absolutely lightning quick. And I think that, when you see, a, you know, with the first team, for example, if you've got somebody that quick up front, it doesn't allow the opposition to settle on the ball. And I think it's good having him back. I mean, Solomon will be a, a tough test because at that university level, a lot of those guys are training a lot more regularly than, than other teams in the Lowland League. They also beat um, Open Goal Broomhill 4-0 a couple of weeks ago, who there's obviously been quite a lot of talk about as well. So they'll be a tough challenge on Wednesday. That youth league that, that you touched upon, it's quite it's really, really exciting for, for the, the youth team. They'll be going into the same group as the first team are with Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk and, and RB Leipzig. Must be a really exciting challenge for them to test themselves, particularly against Real Madrid, but against some of the best youngsters in Europe. Yeah, I mean, I remember the last time we were in the group stages and that happened, we were playing these youth teams. And especially, you know, obviously when the first team played Real Madrid, that's, that's as tough as it's going to get. It's the European champions. I mean, they are just, you know, they are European giants. But that's replicated in the youth teams. And I remember when we played Barcelona and then also PSG, their youth teams, I mean, there are some top quality young players there. But certainly for our young players, that's the, that's the best test for them. Because it, it also gives them a gauge of where they are in terms of their own career and, and what they aspire to. Because they are playing against the best players, some of the best players in Europe at that level. So that'll be really, that'll be a tough start for them as well against the, the Real Madrid youth team. But I think that's a really exciting doubleheader. Because obviously everybody's looking forward to the game here on the, the Tuesday night, but on in, in Tuesday afternoon, you know, Celtic would be playing Real Madrid at the, the Excelsior. And, you know, I think if, if anybody can get along to that, I think that'll be a great game and it'll be a really good test. And, and you just, I mean, obviously we don't know anything about the Real Madrid youth team, mm -hmm. but an educated guest would tell you it'll be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really important for the development as well, because to make that step from the youth team to the first team, it's about replicating a lot of the environment the first team are in so if they can get used to to traveling abroad to these different places to playing against these different types of players that again is only going to help the development when they're in trying to make that step up into the first team environment yeah i mean i think the whole the motivation for the youth academy is not just to produce first team players it's to produce champions league first team players for celtic players who are capable of playing at that level for our, our club and and we've done that you know james forrest uh, Callum McGregor, Kieran Tierney before that, Anthony Ralston, these guys that have come through the ranks that can play at that level. And part of that education is being able to play against these teams. And as, as you said, that over and above the actual games, which are, are going to be tough enough, I think just going away and travelling and, you know, replicating everything that the first team do is, is really beneficial. Also, I think it would probably... It should whet their appetites for thinking, right, well, this is this is great, but actually I want to be doing, I want yeah. to be with the first team and, and doing that every season. So I think it's a really, in terms of the development for our young players, it's brilliant uh, being in the, the UEFA Youth League. And in terms of the first team draw, of course, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk and RB Leipzig in the, the Champions League group. But first of all, let's, let's hear some of Ange Postacoglu's reaction when that draw was made last Thursday. And you now know who you'll be facing in the Champions League. Your your reaction to the draw? 
Yeah, I guess uh, the first bit, uh, excited we were in it, you know, I think, and that's what, um, you know, that's what I think the, the general anticipation was about, that we were actually in the draw and uh, you kind of know, you know, you're going to be in, uh, in potentially some special groups and, um, yeah, no, really pleased and, uh, you know, tough but exciting group. You grew up, of course, with the stories of that great Real Madrid side from the, the 1960s. Yeah. Personally, you must be really proud to, to now be able to lead a club like Celtic against the, the European champions. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, great for our football club. And as you said, you know, guys of my generation in particular, um, you know, remember those great Real Madrid sides. They're still a great side, the reigning holders of the, of the Champions League. So, um, yeah, exciting fixture. But I think all the games, I think, you know, when you're talking about... Um, the Champions League, it's its the whole experience of, of playing and, and testing yourself against the best, and we're certainly be doing that. You, you built a very close relationship, of course, in, in Melbourne with um, Ferenc Puskas, yeah. one of the great Real Madrid legends. If, if he was still around, what do you think he would say to you? Yeah, no, he'd be, he'd be awfully proud, um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he told me all the great stories. And, and because, as I said, I had him as a, as a manager for three years, uh, you know, you, you're kind of try to get as many YouTube clips and, and old footage to just see what a great side they were and, and you know that's where it all started for them as a, as a football club uh, you know and around the same time this football club was also uh, doing some great things in, in Europe as well so um, so yeah look it's, it's it's an exciting fixture and I'm sure our fans home and away will be looking forward to it Well you know for a fact that the, the stadium will be absolutely rocking for our home games how much do you hope that inspires the players? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, as I said, you know, we're back there. You know, it's where we want to be, and it's what we want to be consistently. And we want to be we playing our football at this level and against testing ourselves against the best. And irrespective of the magnitude of the clubs we play, every single one of them leaves Celtic Park knowing they've been in for a unique experience, an unbelievable experience. And I'm sure even you know the clubs we're in our group um, will be looking forward to visiting our ground. And um, yeah, for our players. Um, what a great sort of uh, opportunity to to feel the energy and, and the passion that our supporters have. You are, of course, focusing on the game against Dundee United, but because of that draw last night, do you, do you expect to see maybe a, a raised levels or a little bit of excitement amongst your players? I hope not. I hope they're always uh, up for it because, as you said, um, we've got three games before that starts. And uh, I think the key for me is that, you know, we go into the first Champions League game in good form, uh, feeling good about ourselves, playing well, and that'll only happen if we focus on, on task at hand. Um, I'm sure there'll be chatter amongst the boys around the, the, the draw yesterday and, and they will be excited but my expectation is they come out and train as they always do and um, prepare ourselves for a tough game on the weekend. Yeah, that was the manager there giving his reaction last week. Paul, your reaction to the draw, it's, it's an exciting one isn't it? I mean everybody I think, because it's been so long since we've drawn Real Madrid, Everybody, I think everybody wanted them because I always think it was funny. But any time we would we would draw Barcelona, people was like, <laughs> "Oh no, not Barcelona again!" As if you could tire of playing a team like that. But I mean, it's forty-two years since we played Real Madrid, um, so it was brilliant. They are the European champions. They are the kind of elite of of European competition. Fourteen times that they've won the European Cup with the Champions League, so it's phenomenal. I think the interest is will be incredible. The atmosphere at Celtic Park uh, will just be unreal. Uh, it's the only disappointment I think is the fact that because they're refurbishing the Bernabeu that, that we maybe don't get as many tickets as we would have normally got. Because I think it's it's one of those trips that I think every Celtic fan wants to make. But um, I mean, it's the toughest of of starts in the group. You could, you know, 
well, I suppose you could have been away in the Bernabeu for the first game, but that is it's going to be tough. But, you know, we go into the game full of confidence, playing well, hopefully off the back of a, a derby win at the weekend. And, you know, the manager, he's already said, we, we, we play the way we play. Mm. Um, obviously, it's much more difficult against top top players like the players in Real Madrid. But, you know... I, I can't wait till the game to go. It's going to be so exciting. It's the most exciting starts to get Real Madrid at home because if it was maybe the third or the fourth game, you'd obviously be looking forward to it. But just to to know you're back at that big stage to get Real Madrid first at Celtic Park, I cannot wait for that atmosphere in that game. And hopefully, hopefully we can put in a performance as well and, and actually actually give them a good game, which I, th- I think we will. But in terms of just the, the overall group and sort of expectations for it as well, what do you think the expectation should be for the team? Do you think we could be aiming for a last 16 or do you think it would be a third place finish maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that when you look at this, the group, I think the presumption is that Real Madrid will win. I yep. mean, Real Madrid will qualify for the knockout stages because they always do. Yep. You know, it's, it's, I can't even remember the last time that they would have. They've never, they've always got into the, the so, knockout stages. So that's one of the two places and the chances are they'll do enough to, to win yeah. the group. By then, I, I think, the battle, it's a genuine battle between ourselves, RB Leipzig and Shakhtar. In terms of the, the seeding, you would say Leipzig and obviously you know German teams are, are generally quite strong, that they would probably be the favourites to, to finish second. But if you know, given the fact that we beat them the last time they were here, then I, I think that it's a three-way, I think it's a three-way competition to see who finishes mm-hmm. in that second place. And probably Shakhtar, Donetsk have they're certainly hindered by the fact that they can't play their games in Ukraine, so they're having to play them in Warsaw, effectively a neutral venue, so they won't have the familiarity of their home stadium or all their fans behind them. And um, you know, you probably find when we play them in Warsaw, it'll be almost like a home game for yeah, us, the amount of fans that will go. So that might have an impact on, on how they play and, and how they perform. So I, I think we go into it in, with confidence and you know, why not? Why can't we? Yeah, it's an interesting situation with Shakhtar as well because obviously with the the invasion in, in Ukraine, they'd lost a lot of their star players from the last few seasons. So they've got a squad mainly of, of Ukrainian internationalists, you need to say as well, though, because I mean they got to the quarterfinals of the Euros. So they'll, they'll still be a very strong team. And you wonder as well how much, in terms of their own motivation, to be back in that big stage in Europe with everything that's going on, in the world as well, and in their home country, how much that might drive them as well. So all three games are going to be extremely tough. RB Leipzig as well, you, you know about the firepower they've got. They just re-signed Timo Werner from, from Chelsea, who scored hat-tricks of goals for him when, when he was there before. So it's going to be really tough, really exciting as well, though. But I think we can, I think we can get that second place. I think so. I mean, as I say, we just don't know what's going to happen next Tuesday, the first game, because we'll be totally motivated. Yeah. You know, if we could get... You know, obviously, ideally, if you could start get off to a one and start, we've got then get two away games, and it's tough, isn't it? That that start really isn't it? You round at home and then two away games. But I think the way we play, it's it's going to be, and we saw it last season again, and it, that that experience will hold us in good stead. That when we go away, we're going to go and have a goal. We're not we're not going to go and sit in and try and get a nil nil or, or just nick a goal and, and hang on to that. We're going to go, and that can upset teams as well because. Generally, they just think, well, somebody's going to come to our ground, they're going to just be de- really defensive. I think we'll be on the offensive. And as I say, I think, you know, I'm, I'm 
I was really pleased with the job because it gave you the glamour, but also gave you the, the prospect or the, the opportunity to progress. Yeah. Before we get to Real Madrid, there's two games this week for the first team. We've got Ross County away from home on Wednesday night in the League Cup. Again, it's, we've been there already this season. We've got a victory. It still is always a tough place to go. But after the back of that 9-0 result as well, I'm sure the message this week and from Ange would be to refocus and to go again and to, to not get too high after that result. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't... I mean, I don't want to... Well, I'd like to tempt fate and say that it's not going to be 9-0 again and, just, <laughs> and then be proven wrong. I think it's unlikely. I think, you know, Ross County are obviously been on a much better place. They're better organised defensively. They're, they're much more disciplined. And they do get stuck in up there, and um, I, I think they'll make it tougher in, in a cup tie. Sometimes I think the dynamic of it changes as well, because it's an all-or-nothing game. We will be too strong for them, uh, you know. I think we'll progress. It's a competition we won last season, so we want to hang on to that trophy. Um, it's a tough one to go just before the derby game as well, but you know, it's just it's, as I said, it's the start of a really busy schedule, so. We just need to get on with it. And yeah. Do you think there might be a little bit more rotation now in the squad? Maybe not necessarily for the Ross County game, or if you do think that, but just the fact we're going to be having so many games, you think the, the starting level might change a little bit more often now? Yeah, I mean, I think the manager said that, that you know he needs to have a strong squad because I think in anticipation of what happens almost from the start of September is it's just going to be you know Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, or Saturday, Tuesday, you know, all the way through. So he needs the full squad because you, you can't anticipate injuries or suspensions or just the fact that maybe some players you just need to, to rest. And I thought it was interesting, partly, the, you know, maybe the thinking at the weekend and giving Carl Starfelt a start and giving Leila Bagger a start was just to, you know, because they're going to be called upon the same way as Maritz Jens and uh, Dyson Maida and everyone else. So just making sure that everybody's, you know, totally up to speed and whoever plays... Um, because you couldn't play the same 11 players for every single game because you know, there's just so many games coming up at you know, high, high intensity. Yeah, I don't even know what the best starting 11 would be to pick the same 11 for every game anyway, but that's that's for the manager to decide. Um, then after that, against Ross County, it's the derby here at Celtic Park on Saturday lunchtime. Again, another mouth-watering tie and a real opportunity to potentially put down a marker for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, even if we win, which I think we will, that will give us a five-point lead, which is quite substantial even just early in the season, but it is, there is so long to go. And I think, you know, if there'll be no complacency, if only because we can look back to last season and, and our start and where we ended up. So you have to, you know, we have to maintain that for the whole season. I'm always glad when the first derby of the season's at Celtic Park, and you're always, you know, that confidence that you know we're at home, sixty thousand fans, that that we're going to win. But again, I don't think there'll be any complacency. The fact that Rangers negotiated through the the their qualification and they're in the Champions League as well, and and you know they'll play a different style. I think they we just go for it wherever we're playing and whoever we're playing. I think they they'll approach it more like a European tie and try and negate our attacking threat. So we have to be, you know, at the top of our game. If we are, we'll win. Yeah. I mean, last season's games here at Celtic Park against Rangers, there was obviously that 3-0 game in the February, which was which was an amazing occasion, an amazing match. 
with Andrew Wilson here in the May as well. But considering where we are just now compared to those last ties against him here at Celtic Park, do you think we're further advanced and a better team at this moment? Yeah, undoubtedly. I think a stronger squad. I think in all, all the games, the first game last season was obviously quite early and in, to the kind of whole rebuilding. And even then, there wasn't much in it. Towards the end, there was, there was good signs. Apart from that, you know, we've won two and even the, the semi-final defeat was really disappointing but we've not lost a game to them in the 90 minutes mm -hmm. apart from that first game last season so that that's what gives me real confidence and for a game like that all the all the players that have been here last season know how big it is know what it means and know how important it is because it's going to be their, their nearest rivals in terms of the title so if you can get the victory and then for the guys that are coming in I'm sure they can't wait to experience that fixture which you know I've been to other derbies certainly in the UK and, and nothing compares to it because yeah. for a whole variety of reasons not all of them football related <laughs> but there's an edge to a Celtic Rangers game that isn't there in other derbies so yeah I think you know after we've seen off Ross County hopefully on Wednesday night then we can all look forward to Saturday. What do you think the manager will do in terms of the starting 11 because as we saw against the United, Leo Labada comes in scores a hat-trick but you know, Daisy Maeda is, is so effective in the role that he plays, particularly maybe against Rangers fullbacks, which are maybe one of their sort of best attacking outlets in, in the team. So, what do you think he's going to do in terms of the, the whole starting eleven, particularly that that spot? I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. That's, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to second guess the manager. All all I think is I look at our squad. It's kind of like what you just said. It's hard to pick our best yeah, is, starting eleven because you could take one player out and replace him with another player and this, the team's just as strong. So whoever starts, then, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really strong team. And, you know, I think the, the manager's shown in terms of his team selection, player acquisition, the style of play, that it's just, you know, you're, he, he just knows he's, he's the man. So I just trust, I trust him. And the team that he'll put out on Saturday is the team I think will beat Rangers. Going to be exciting, isn't it? You... It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, confident. Yes, yes, I know. I think I think everyone has to be confident after the start to the season so far. Well, yeah, there's lots to look forward to this week as well. Hopefully, we'll be sitting here again this time next Monday talking about a couple of really important wins this week and then looking ahead to a big fixture against Real Madrid. So, do hope you can join us again next week. And thank you very much for watching this latest edition of the Celtic View.